0: We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El and Stewart. Join us now for an
1: hour or more of talk on education and culture.
2: Welcome back to another episode of the Eight Black Hands Podcast. I'm here with. Two of my brothers, Sharif, is out on the road at the moment, but we got my brother Ray, and we got the good brother Chris. Ray, how you feeling today, man?
0: Man, I'm feeling well. Thanks for asking. Uh, how you doing?
2: I'm doing well. But before we even start, man, uh, since you wanna do it for yourself, I'll brag on you. Ray has started season two of the Edgy podcast. Please go check that out. Um, I will add a link to that on the uh in the if you look down in the comment section of this, in the description section basically. And uh so. Is there anything that we should be expecting from you in this season, brother?
0: Man, lots of heat, bro. Lots of heat. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm covering some topics. Uh, I just shot an episode earlier today uh, in my Black Leadership Series in which I'm highlighting uh, African-American school leaders that I want to learn from. So stay tuned. That's what's up, man. Nice. I, and nice. I, and, I, and,
2: I, and all, you know all the hands will be available to come on that show whenever you need us, brother. Congratulations on that endeavor. Chris, how are you doing? Good guy.
1: I'm doing good. Um, I should say this too. My, my podcast is coming back. You know, I've been threatening that for a while. You have? And, you well, I've been for a while. But what made me think about this, and this is kind of sad to me, was I have to do it now this week because I have an episode that I never produced uh, that was of Courtney McKitten in Los Angeles. And tragically, she was struck by a oh, car yeah. and killed outside of her house. And I have this interview that I never did, that I never published and put out there. Um, so it was very sad to go back and pull that up. And um, for folks who don't know, Courtney McKitten is a white mom in Los Angeles who started an organization called Integrated Schools that now has over 20 chapters nationally. And our conversation was a lot about um, her method of talking about integration was putting white folks on the hook for taking the entire onus of integration on and not at all interfering with people of color's choices and not even making it a part of their conversation. Um, And I thought that was novel and new. And when I talked to her, I was on her podcast. She ended up being one of my favorite people on the topic by the time I was done talking to her because she was so straight up and so real, uh, very tragic. PhD has two kids, um, uh, um, in Los Angeles was outside, um, just in front of her house, car came whipping down the street and, and that's it. So, um, to, IP, to uh, Courtney, everybody. I, I think you should go check out her podcast, integrated schools, and, uh, you'll see what I was talking about.
2: Oh man, sorry for your loss, man. I didn't know her. I just saw when you posted it and wanted to send some love. Um, but man, uh I know how difficult it can be to go back and 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 re, you know and put out those podcast episodes. It was really difficult when I had to do that with Rachel's show and mm, her episode mm-hmm. already been out, but it was like, mm-hmm. you know, so it got such a response afterwards, you know, people going back to listen, it was just a little difficult. So, you know, take care of yourself in that process, but uh, definitely honor your girl's memory. I'm excited for today's show, man. And um, Sharif, like I said, is out doing Sharif things, which means he's somewhere being awesome. You will probably see it on the news or in the middle of the Sixers game or whatever right. the hell is happening. <laughs> uh, so, Sharif is like the biggest star out of everybody. So, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's on somebody's red carpet. So, anyway. Um, this is going to
1: be a hard show without him because, you know, he's usually the voice of reason. So, this is about to go off the rails. Okay. I, just, I just know it is. I just know well, it is. Listen and, <laughs> yep, and buckle up.
2: Buckle <laughs> up. So, so,
1: Chris, bring bring in the topic, bro. So, we have two topics tonight. Um, but But the topic that I want to start with for my part is uh, the headline is mom brutally attacked by teen girls outside of California high school. And this is a mom in union city who has a daughter that was getting bullied at school. So she decided to go to the school so that she could complain to the principal. Problem is that when she got there with her husband, the girls that were bullying her, her, her daughter actually started fighting her. They jumped her. She ended up with a broken nose, broken eye socket, uh punctured eye, eye and uh, bruises all over in the hospital, lost the days, lost days of work, uh, was all over the news. Mm. Um, East Bay mother is recovering from a brutal attack. That, that's the, the subplot here. Um, so this is, I wanted to bring this up because it, it, it's encapsulated, <laughs> encapsulating so many different things that we talk about, right? We like talk what? about like what? Well, first of all, okay, <laughs> we talk yourself? about <laughs> I mean, listen, we talk a lot about like, you know, at some point we're gonna sound like old men. Like, you know, kids today. You know, kids today. Like they it's, it's worse than that? they were it's worse than they were when it was me, you know, when we were young, whatever. But we do talk about how safe schools are, um, why some people don't want to go to school with everybody else. I've talked to y'all about how? I just don't think everybody's meant to go to school together. Like, like if I'm sending my kids to the school and it's wild, wild west, I don't care whose fault it is. It can, Ray, you might say it's the principal's fault. Charles, you might say it's, you know, it's everybody's fault. It's, it's the management of the building, right? Like how you manage the building, right? I'm yeah. going to say something that, you know what I'm going to say? And this is where Sharif would, would call me out and pull me back. So it's good. He's not here. <laughs> um, some of y'all kids is bad. Just, no, just man, bad. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not
0: going to let you. Just I'm bad. Gonna, I'm going to play the role bad. of Reese tonight. I'm not letting you shame kids. Just bad. Some show. of
1: your kids is bad. Some of your it's kids true. is bad as hell. So Y'all got some badass kids. Stop this! But
2: what ha- it's true. But what happened? Like you got to walk me. Through.
1: Yeah, because because there's like different what? layers. What and subcomponents Components to I this whole need, story. What else do I need to walk you through? So it's like,
0: mom, <laughs> so, mom so, went to school. So it's to two, How, many, to how many girls? How many girls? How many? It's two girls. Two girls. Two girls. Two girls, two girls, two girls, right? two girls so like yep. as you as you as you're telling the story, right? Yep, you're saying that
1: right. mom came with daughter, and husband, and husband. Right there,
0: it's three on two
1: well the daughter got hit and knocked down the husband had to break them all up and the husband actually was getting hit in the process too you know, principal i don't know if you've ever broken up I school. Have, what i you have
0: 100 bro- broken up fights yeah. at schools yeah. as a teacher yeah. and as a principal yeah. and my job is to make sure that both parties or all parties are separated in their neutral corners mm-hmm. or whatever so that nobody's getting hit but like if, from the from the injuries that were from the injuries that, that were sustained? Uh, sustained by by this particular mom, mm-hmm.
1: who mm-hmm. were the students? Was it Layla Ali? Who the who 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 was the student? Your kids are bad. I'm not doing this. Your kids uh, are bad. Uh, I mean, there are places in this country where I these are
2: grown ass girls. In some ways, they fighting mm-hmm. like grown people. Wait, wait, wait. So I still got questions, right? And I kind of right. like this thing right. where I don't come in knowing the topic. Like I kind of like it because <laughs> I, I get to play the role of the listener, right? Right. So I, so they come up to the school. They confront these girls. So there was oh, so bullying is like, bullying. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. Let me ask a question. Yeah. Were there any principals or a school security around? Was it just a that's free-for-all? what they were going to meet? Like they were going
1: to meet the principal? I don't think they got to the principal. It says uh, Rojas says one of the girls had been bullying his sixteen-year-old daughter. They were at the school to complain to the principal, but were confronted. Oh, So this by wasn't a scheduled meeting. No, no. They were at the school to complain to the principal, but were confronted by the teens before they made it through the front door. Oh, so it ready. wasn't a schedule. This wasn't a scheduled meeting. Wasn't a scheduled meeting. They didn't even make it in the building.
0: So this was impromptu. Oh, they was we're ready. gonna just
1: go right. Yeah, right. They them outside. Yeah. <laughs> you wait. The, the student. This is caught this caught is what outside. they said about the mom too. So the mom. This is what they said through translator because because yeah. she's a Latino or Latina. Yeah. The girl was just very furious. They grabbed by the hair and dragged me, is what she said, right? All right. This is the mom, so, so, so they guys, grabbed the mom. And this is how you see on the YouTube videos. Like, I don't know if y'all ever watched World the fight Star. No, this, not, this, is the World Star. World Star this is Star. this is not stuff. YouTube. YouTube is it, more, more filtered now. No, 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 these are all on, on YouTube too. But, but it, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's on World. Yeah, Star. World Anybody Star. want, it, yeah, but you know it's on YouTube too. Anyway. No, no they got the child-proof thing now. On
2: but, let him, but let them, let them, let them finish, cause I wanna, cause I gotta understand. It's a, it's, it's an actual
1: genre. It's actual genre, like like teen fights, pulling people and dragging them by the hair. And if you watch them long enough, w- what you will see is they're grown people in some of these fights. Right. Like like it's not uncommon for grown people and, and kids to be fighting each I mean, other. I, like I, I somebody's guess, mama coming to fight so, you. So. So, Chris, just you know.
2: one question as y'all are still and then we can just have this free for all for about 15 minutes. But like what. You don't in put the no closet, time on, on no the time closet, constraints on our free for alls. But don't act like we didn't you just might plan have to on this one <laughs> don't act like we didn't <laughs> just plan that's <laughs> not like we didn't just schedule the show before that we put record right. but uh <laughs> but um but so dad was there too dad was there and watched dad his daughter and wife get dragged
1: he didn't watch he was the one who pulled them off
2: <laughs> i mean but i saw the picture of the lady in our slack conversation like right, right. so somebody connected like no, no, but they connected dad, so a lot. Earlier. They connected yeah. a lot with so the what face, was he the doing? ass, the back what, of the head, what, what the was, side of the head. What was dad doing? He when was I pulling
1: had... off two animals off of a Whoa, person. I'm not letting you do that. You, you, you know, That's Chris, what he was doing. Chris. Chris, you, no, guys act, you guys act no, like you these not people cannot these be outrageous. outrageous.
2: Oh, I didn't act like anything. I, so you know what? Ray Ray has been trying to jump in and interrupt. Ray's Going to act now, like he never Ray, seen a hood fight. Okay, he's going to act okay. like he never
1: saw a hood fight. You, go you ahead, not, Ray. You know how no, Ray, no. you know
2: Ray got to like interrupt, right? So right, now that the, the right. floor is raised. Ray, go you go Ray. have something to say.
1: That's Yo, what I mean.
0: absolutely have something to say about <laughs> this. Yo, so like, so so so, I'm first looking at it from the from from the angle of being a father, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if I came to the school with my wife and two um, teenagers came to attack her, first of all, I'm not letting nobody put their hands on my woman. I, that's that's just not then what you're gonna do. So, what you're gonna do? So I'm gonna separate them. I'm gonna make sure that you know I'm 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 gonna separate them as, as,
1: and as what best still I can. Grabbing your wife. What if they still grabbing her by the hair and dragging her ass down the street? What then? What? Like you got two of them. So you 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 trying to pull one off and the other ones no, dragging going, your daughter, your daughter or your on, or your, you your, your wife. What you gonna you, do? What you gonna do? You gonna go to jail? No, I'm not going to jail. I'm going to jail. So from you, from you, from so if you're, you're not going to jail, before. your daughter and your and your wife gonna get their ass beat. If you're not going to jail, one of them is going to ha- end up. Bro, I'm, I'm I'm di- I'm am different. Like, you know, so I'm saying so, so, di- I don't know what I don't know what dude Chris, was doing. So, I'm so, just, yeah. so
2: Chris, so Chris, let's let Ray walk us through exactly what he would do That's in this right.
1: situation. Okay, tell, let's tell do the the this. Family. Let's do this. What would you do, Ray? Come so, on, so Ray, you are so, yeah.
2: taking your daughter. But let's set the scenario for you for yeah, the for yeah, the yes. view, for the listeners. Yeah, That's you right. You are you your baby girl comes home crying. She been getting her ass beat by these girls. Yeah. You, the whole family, it's a family affair. You, yeah. mom and, and daughter, 16-year-old, yeah. go yeah. up to the school, and these two chicks, fucking uh, Ray, uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis, <laughs> yeah. is waiting for you in front of the school, and they just ready to throw hands. What yeah. you doing, Ray?
0: So f- first off, if I know Mike Tyson and Len- Lennox Lewis are waiting to I'm throw hands,
2: about, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to these young girls. We don't. I,
0: I, know, I know. I understand what you're saying. I'm. 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 I'm just painting the context. I'm, I'm. I'm. having my wife and, and my daughter wait in the car, and I'm gonna go into the school, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the... First of all, first of all, I don't like people. So this is important, right? So, like, I think that when there are impromptu situations or whatever uh, of this level of importance that you should be able to walk into a school and meet with whoever you need to meet with. If your kid's getting bullied... No, I know. I understand. But if your kid's getting bullied, like, this is one of those... These are one of those times. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to have a meeting with you in order for me to explain to you or let you know that. But, 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 But secondly, I think that this kind of falls into the administration's lap too, because I think you know what's going on in your school. Like, if you have a real post on like what's going on in your school, then you know if somebody's getting bullied or if somebody's not getting. Bu- I don't know how big this school is; I'm not familiar with. That.
2: But we, but we beyond that, right? Like, so Chris just told the story. They did everything that you said. They going, they they ain't they going into the school to talk to the principal to talk to these people, and they get stopped on their way into. the I'm going school to jail. And hands I'm going, to jail. Oh, it, it, going it, to jail. Oh, now you're going <laughs> to jail. Now you're going. Okay. Okay. I
0: just, good. I, I just. I need. So I needed. I, we got so I, I needed to the process there. it. In order to in, in right. order to like t- be able so to so take like, myself there. yeah, let me say this to... too.
1: Let me just say this. If you do watch enough of these videos on yeah. WorldStar or YouTube, wherever you watch them, mm-hmm. if you watch enough of them, you will eventually trip on videos of people's moms getting on school buses pulling somebody off because they're not gonna go to the principal. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to the principal, they're whatever. They're gonna wait for the bus to stop at their bus stop as a parent and get on and drag you off. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if y'all saw the one where a woman comes in a classroom and says, I fight kids. Now, where was that? New Orleans? She was just like, I will fight kids, right? You're going to leave mm-hmm. my daughter alone, whatever. That's not even coming to the principal. These folks were doing the right thing. So, yeah. so you just said you're going to jail. So let's just stop and say, okay, um, we can blame the principal, we can blame the school. We could blame the adults, the management of the building. We could blame all of that. When are we ever going to get around to blaming the people who are doing the thing? Yeah. And the people who are responsible for them at home. Yeah. I mean, when do they ever get into the equation of these conversations?
2: No, I, I agree. And I mean, here's my reaction to it, right? Because I don't have to go off of like what I think would happen. I've seen it happen. Like I've seen this happen a bunch of times, right? I don't know where y'all grew up. Y'all grew up with some very nice places with decent schools. But I've seen parents come up to schools. I've seen, you know what I'm saying, like two kids like come off the, off the campus and like in the, in the supervision of other adults, parents and family members, have to fight with nobody breaking it up. I've been told, I came back in the house after getting my ass beat before. My dad was very clear, you're gonna either go out and fight them or you're gonna fight me. Like I've I've seen these things kind of happen. Like this isn't like a brand new territory in the sense of, like, you know, even if you work out of school, you've seen parents come up and, like, threaten teachers before, threaten kids, especially when it's, like, in a teen ages. So, I mean, I think that you bring up a very good point, Chris. I think that there are some situations that just kind of get out of hand, and there are places where that's, that you know, some of that stuff is kind of built into the culture. I can definitely tell you, if I went up with my daughter and my wife, I don't care who you are. I, I don't care how old you are. Like, unless you, like... Like, if you are, like, you are, I'm, people listening, there's a link in the description so you can see the article and see the lady's face. Because I want to build context. This wasn't, like, a shoving match. This wasn't, like, mm-hmm, a, the mm-hmm. girls just cursed at them. Like, no. these people got dragged and, like, beat. They got beat up. She went know? to the
1: hospital. She went to the hospital. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there are situations, and you know, this is this is a, a drastic situation. Like, you're not putting your hands on my daughter and my wife. I, it, it's just some other things is going to happen. And I'm not saying that violence is, I'm not advocating for violence. I'm not advocating for any of that stuff, but I, as a husband and as a father, it is written to your DNA that you need to protect your family. Like, how do you feel as a father coming home and having to read these articles and look at your wife's face and look at the fear on your daughter, right? You talk about a loss of energy. Gotta gotta be what, and be I'm trouble.
1: looking at this right now, thinking we are going back and forth with our school right now. Because there is constant bullying. And do you know, as a parent, there comes a point where you're like, you're ready as an educated person to go down to the school, not for the principal, but to get in little kids face and say, you stay away from my child. Like, don't say anything to him. Don't say anything to her. When you pass each other in the hallway, just pass. Because if I have to come back down here again, it's not going to be good for you. Right. That's the level of bullying that we have going on in our schools right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And after a while, you just get tired of it. But I just wanted to bring this up because in conversations like this, everybody else in the world is responsible except for the people that are doing the damage. Mm. Right. So we will have people like us will have conversations about equity and about the responsibility of teachers and principals and schools and blah, blah, blah. And there is a portion of the world that will be listening to this who would be thinking, and I don't know how big a portion, but there's a portion of the world who will be thinking, yeah, y'all get around to talking about everything except for your own responsibility for your own children. Right. Right. And, and, and it's almost like we don't have a language for doing that. We don't even have like the, the, yeah, the but tools the, the language, the language to be able be to do it. To Honestly, no, it should, it be, should be honesty. It should be honesty. And that's why you, when, you know, you earlier, you're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna let you do this. As I'm saying, some of your kids are off the hook. Some of your kids are bad. Right. And I know we're not supposed yeah, but to be what, what like good or bad and blah, blah, yeah, blah, all that. You beating somebody's mother up outside of a high school and sending her to the hospital.
2: Listen, I don't I know what a, else to I call a, you. I had a home girl, and and in high school, and her and her sister went to the school, and then these and them girls could throw hands, and then these uh, they you know they got into a fight, and these, they beat up these other girls, and the other girls got their friends, and they went to the girls' house, right? And her mom came out, and her mom was ready to throw hands with her daughters, right? Like I mean, so you know, I think. When I look at it and I know people get tense when you say culture or whatever, but like that didn't it, I mean, it was crazy in the moment, but it wasn't something that's unheard of is what I'm saying. Right. And mm-hmm. like as somebody who kind of went in and expected that, like there, like there were hood rules in that moment around what was happening. Right. They crossed the line when they brought eight or six, however many girls to that woman's house and, like, where their mama was at. And then her mama was like, yo, I don't give a damn about your law. I don't give a damn about your policies. Right. Like, these That's are my right. children. You know what I'm saying? Because we having a different conversation. Like, some stuff is the school and some stuff ain't the school. Like, we are, this is no longer a school issue. Like, those girls are probably get expelled or they got to have a hearing or a trial. But now you're dealing with real police. you dealing with, like, real stuff now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but
0: when you so, when you doing ooh. stuff like that, you injuring people, you beating people up like is, that, but that's what I'm shit you it's should not a, be dealing with the law.
2: But this is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I I'm, I'm not having a school conversation with you no more. Like right. this isn't about your school or your policies per se. It was at the at the beginning of it, like maybe your school got some toxicity in it that allowed it to escalate and get to this point. These people should have been better at like de-escalating. Something should have happened to with these young people earlier. But once you cross certain lines, we not having that's not the conversation we having no more. Right, like,
1: but you said the e word in there too, and I want to pull that out there. You said maybe they get expelled. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, so if they get expelled, do we then have a conversation about pushouts? I mean, you can. So that these schools are pushing girls out at you uh, at you know disparate rates and whatnot. Okay, yeah, right, right. But what are they doing? Nothing disproportionate about this. If you Uh, you, are a is rare society. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people getting because it takes a lot to get expelled. You could get suspended for a lot of things. But getting expelled means that that you have done damage.
2: But if you if you if you personally to the point where you go, where they go into the hospital. So basically, but this is why you take things on a case by case basis. Right. Like you like that's why you don't have a hearing where people got to hear stuff and like talk about their size and all that. I think. If Sharif was here, though, what I think Sharif would say is that like what I started to say earlier, there is a culture that the school probably has to take responsibility for early on. Right. Like, how do you start to break these things up early on or whatever the case is? And listen, it's just like if we're looking at the crack epidemic. Black folks didn't fly in crack and, and drop it in their communities. You know what I'm saying? But if you kill somebody in a crack deal, you dealing with those consequences. Right. Like and I say this to somebody who has dealt with Really extreme things around crack. Like there, there's a lot of blame to go around for a lot of people. But we know how this goes. We all been kids at school where somebody hit us and we hit them back, and we the ones that got caught and we got in trouble. Like, I mean, th- there's a Chris. What I think you're getting at is like there's a real life element to this stuff that like all our buzzwords, all our equity minded stuff, all the things that make us feel good and fuzzy, and that sell books. Where sometimes that shit go out the window. You know what I mean, like That's because
1: right. we dealing with this right. issue. This is here. one of those instances, yeah. And, and I think we, I think we like to have conversations with white people where we beat them up about like you know y'all 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 race, you know, equity and you know y'all you know restorative justice and you know y'all gotta like you gotta do better with this and that and the other and you know blah blah pushouts, disparate ranges, blah blah. What we don't have is a conversation where we turn our back to white people mm-hmm. and we look at our own people and say, okay, now we gonna have a conversation. And in this right. conversation, we're going to talk about the fact that some of y'all, it's not just that the schools need to yeah, do but better a reason, culture, because they do, because the schools, the schools need, do need right. what Sharif would say is true. The schools need to set a culture, for right. sure. So do our homes.
2: Right. Yeah, but there's a, right? there's so a, there's a parents. reason. You know. but
0: chris chris there's a reason why we don't do that there's a reason why we have limited conversations with regards to holding each other accountable by in the me. black community Help me. one because like you don't want people hearing your dirty you don't want to air out your dirty laundry to 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 everybody else that's that's one thing
2: I, this also ain't I, this all, I don't think I don't see this As a black issue Or a brown issue I don't actually I didn't even I don't even know The race of the people involved All, all, all I know Is that the mom was Latino That's a good one Like, And I don't White folks go crazy I have seen A whole bunch of Different races go crazy But I've seen more of it With black people Because guess what I live in black communities Right so I'm not so what 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 I don't and I want to be clear that people listening, because you know how people listen to our stuff and try to parse it and be like, oh, y'all talking about black culture, this, that, and the third. I'm not talking yeah. about that at all. Yeah. I'm saying that like regardless I, don't think, of that's racial, I, I don't think, think
1: that's black culture. I think that's black culture. I think
2: that is, <laughs> this is my child and this is my wife, and shit got out of hand, and now this is what's kind of happening. And I think what Chris is saying is, look, all those things might be true and fair, right? And we might have some things that we need to address as a school and systemic level. After the fact, and you're gonna to have to go to school somewhere else, the girls that put their hands on my people. Like, and I'm not, and I don't think Chris is saying that they shouldn't have to, they shouldn't be able to go to school anywhere. I don't think he said that they don't deserve a good education. I don't think he said any of that stuff. But you, man, he right there, he could tell you what he said. I said expelled what I said. I said. I said what I said. But you, but you getting expelled from here. I wasn't, I'm, that's not me necessarily disagreeing with you. That is me taking folks that hear what they wanna hear in podcasts and extrapolating it in the say, us saying something different. You know what I mean? I don't want well, here's, the people here's,
1: listening to our podcast. Here's my final word on it. My final word on it really is whatever you do with those two girls, you're still going to have to answer the question of how they came to be. Mm-hmm. Standing outside of a high school beating up a grown-ass woman, right? Why weren't like, they, they in class? Why
2: them. weren't they in class?
1: Well, why, why weren't they a lot of things? Like, like I, you know, I can't imagine my daughter actually waiting for somebody outside to beat them up. So, so, so something in, in life has gone wrong from the time that they were a baby. To the time that they were God a full teenager, a baby? right? A baby between being a really? baby and you learn some stuff between being a baby and a teenager that that makes it no, it, it's no mystery why you're doing what you're doing if you look at people's life stories, right? So what even if you But oh, well, wait a second, now. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah.
2: Let, let him get his final thought out because we're rolling in the final thoughts on this topic. Go ahead, right, like, like, Let's go after as as
1: you know, even after you expel them and they go to an alternative learning center or somewhere else, you're going to end up with a population of people who are going to be somewhere else and you're still going to have to answer the question what you do for them and how you unwind their story and how you actually not just, you know, Charles, you said you were in healthcare. So there's a way that you treat people after they have a problem going on. But then there becomes stuff where you start looking at preventative health also, right? So it's not enough to let the ALCs fill up with kids that have been expelled without asking the question, can we go to the beginning and do something preventative? That's right. it.
2: Ray, what's your final thought on this topic?
1: These are
0: kids, they can be rehabilitated.
2: Yeah, nobody disagrees with that.
0: Okay. And so, so <laughs> <think
2: of>, uh, <laughs> he's painting them out to be
0: felons. Uh, I mean,
2: not, he, <laughs> you, if, if, you put, if you punch my wife and drag her on pavement, yeah.
0: Okay. That's a problem. Right. But go ahead. But get your
2: final.
0: But I, just, I want you to have your final thought, though. So my final thought is, you know, I, I'm sorry that it took so long for me to come around to say that I would go to jail if somebody <laughs> put <their> hands. <laughs> <on> <laughs> <my kid.
1: laughs>
0: you started on some educated. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Know? I did, man. And then it just it, it, it came to me like, man, your job as a as, as a husband is to protect your family. That's the only job that you have. You know, it, it is if if it's by being a provider or by being a protector. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to protect your family, and so, you know, in th- in this instance, I really think that the, the, the father should have did more to protect his family.
1: Um, you know, I don't know what he should do no more. We don't know what he did, but but we'll just he didn't do nothing.
2: Well, I, don't I don't know. know that. I mean, he he probably know caught know that. some hands too. But
1: I was about my, to say, uh, yeah, he probably got a hand. My,
2: my final thought because I don't have like I'm not in the, the trial, right? I'm not in the where all the information comes out. Cause I don't listen. Maybe the girl and her family was talking big shit before they went up to the school. I don't know. Maybe they sent a DM and said, we about to come see you. Like I like something tipped them off for them to be outside waiting. They knew that people was coming to talk uh specifically about them. So without having all the details, what I all I can judge off of is like what actually happened, like who the aggressor was. And if these girls threw the first punches and did all this stuff and you ended up getting your wife and your daughter beat up, you know what I'm saying? Like, then that's that's just a, that's a different type of issue that we gotta have, man. Mm-hmm. I think I think the larger conversation which I think I would love to have when Reef comes back and just as a group, like, and this is what me and Reef kinda got into it in the last episode, right? Like are we talking about the issue that happened? or are we talking about the larger issue and making a bunch of assertions about systemic issues, right? Like if I'm taking this for face value with what you just told me though, Chris, like those folks was out of line. Um, I don't know how the dad kind of let that get as out of control or the mom for that reason, for that, for that, for that piece. I don't know if this happened at the school. I don't know where to, the administration was. I don't know where security guards were. I don't know where kids were. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seemed like there's a lot of things, like Chris said, a lot of things that had to go really bad for this to happen. Um, But it's some things that happen where all bets are off. We can try Mm -hmm. to prevent it Mm -hmm. for next time. Mm -hmm. You can talk to me about restorative justice and all that stuff. I don't know how I feel about restorative justice, though, if you're dragging my wife somewhere.
1: I'm absolutely, I just want to stop you and say I'm absolutely for restorative justice. I am too. I am too. Um, But not with my kid. And not at my school, (laughs) not at my school. I'm all for it. I want it to be at somebody's school. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but at my school, I just want you to keep your, your, keep your kids under control. So nobody touches my kid.
2: Right. Right. Bottom line. And, 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 you know, just to finish that off, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that's for restorative justice, like as well. You know what I mean? I think that there's a process, but you got to understand, man, everybody might not be with that. Like you just said, Chris, like, you know, I can understand them, that mom and that dad being like, no, fuck that. I'm not, we not restoring a damn thing. We are restoring a criminal record. That's what we are restoring. So, that's right. um, and, you know, that's the thing about restorative justice, right? Is everybody has to buy in for it to work. So right. with that being said, uh, without having all the details and just, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate for everybody involved. I hope that lady, you know, heals. I hope that, girl is not too traumatized and whatever that dad got to deal with when he look at himself up in the mirror at night, like I, that gotta be tough as a father. And for those two girls, I hope this don't spell, you know, a long line of more trouble to come later on. Like I hope somebody does get to them and I hope somebody does like work with them and, 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 and they transform and get on a on a different type of path. And that's all I can say with the details that we got, but there's another topic that's just as crazy and oh, a no. different type of way. Uh Uh-oh. In a different type of way? And and, and Ray brought this one, brother. (laughs) Ray, you want to introduce this topic for us, good guy? All
0: right. So (laughs) the New York Times wrote an article today. And in this article, they analyzed uh, eight textbooks. Um, Two states, uh, California and Texas, uh, two of the largest states in uh, the 50 states, out of the 50 states. And so... um, California's views are a little bit more liberal. Uh, Texas views are a little bit more uh, conservative. And so in analyzing these textbooks, you can kind of tell the difference in terms of um, certain topics. And uh, fellas, I'll let y'all build off that.
2: So you wanna give some of the examples, Ray, uh, that, that, that kind of came from it. So there were, basically, there were books where there would be a moment in history California would talk about it one way, and then the Texas book would talk about it in a completely different way. Uh, right. Pull up some examples, just so the the the, the, the people understand. Like, All right. So let's
0: let's just start. Uh, Previous. So previously, uh, uh, before this updated version of the Texas textbook, uh, they made it seem like sl- in Texas they made it seem like slavery was good. Like the um the the slave owners treated their slaves really well, and that um slavery was uh, an accepted thing by, um, by, by blacks. Uh, in the newest version of the textbook, they talk about it, uh, in terms of it being a bad thing, but this is like the updated version. So to give you a different example of, uh, the difference between a California version and a Texas version. So in, um, in, in, uh, in California, they talk in depth about the plight of African-Americans and how slavery was bad and how it kind of disenfranchised the people all the way up to now. And in Texas, it kind of made it seem like uh, Christianity, uh, it, that people were
1: using their Christian values in order to justify slavery. So I don't know. I, I mean, you know, same book, same textbook in Texas Mm -hmm. and California had, had the same page. And on that page, the California textbook talked about the second amendment, the bill Mm -hmm. of rights Mm -hmm. and the second Mm -hmm. amendment uh, allowing for some gun regulations. And in the part where it said allowed for some gun regulations in the Texas textbook, they just left it with white space, left it blank. Right. Mm -hmm. And this isn't the first time we're hearing this. The reason that it's important with Texas and California is because the textbook uh, manufacturers been to the will of Texas and California because they're some of the biggest markets in the, right. In the country. Right. Yeah. So. Um, but what this is, is an example of is not just the textbook industry or whatnot, because there are a lot of examples of school boards making really bizarre like uh, um, requirements of their curriculum that they, they will only do books that are patriotic or they will only do books that talk about uh, Christian as a, as the national religion. Almost. Um, there are some that want to strip out everything having to do with Muslims, right? Take everything out of the text, having to do with it. And some that even have gone as far as associating anything with Muslims, with Sharia law and making that be the way that kids get taught. Um, so, yeah. so with that context so, in mind, I mean, doesn't that scare you a little bit about the fact that we're marching all of our kids into these wild, I mean, these same doors, but they, they're they getting taught wildly different and sometimes just inaccurate things. So so a couple of things, right? So the, the it's is important for us to paint the context
0: um, even further. The two textbook corporations, one is going to be Pearson. And then the other one is going to be McGraw Hill. So we want to definitely make sure that we. But highlight. McGraw,
2: but in this example, McGraw Hill had a different version in California and a different version in Texas.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I just didn't want people to think that McGraw Hill was on one side and the no, other. No, one no, no. I'm just, I'm just it's, saying that those are the two. A, this is happening within the same publishing company.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, and then ahead, another example ahead. was, um, I said a California panel asked publisher McGraw Hill to avoid using the word massacre. When describing 19th century Native American attacks on white people, a Texas <laughs> panel asked Pearson to point out the number of clergy who signed the Declaration of Independence and to state the nation's founders were inspired by the by the protest by the Protestant uh, Great Awakening.
2: What? I mean, what's your so what? So I mean, white folks still using Christianity what? to bamboozle people. I mean, bro, but like. <laughs> I mean, y'all know my answer to this. Like it's it's the damn mantra to me, right? Like it is, you just, you on your own. Listen, man, I, you, I look at what is the purpose of school? And I think for different people is different, right? For me, I, I don't think of school as a place to go for enlightenment. I don't think it's a place that actually educates me on certain things. I think it's a gateway that I needed to pass to be able to go to college, which is supposed to open a different gateway for me economically. That's might not be your thing for education, but that's looking at what I got and the type of education that I got, that's how I see it. Like only a fool, right? Who said this only a fool, like has the people that hate him, educate his kids. You know what I'm saying? So like, listen, we are part of an empire. We talked about this. We've, we've had arguments about this as we watched all this political stuff unravel. Like part of that stuff is the propaganda that you teach your, 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 the children that will become adults so you can continue that legacy on. So of course, like, I don't know, we didn't massacre Indians, right? And they would probably say that, right? Like the same way they will say, well, there were some happy enslaved people. There were some people that actually were like, they, they put this stuff in textbooks. Like you, listen, man, this is about making money. This is about what books are gonna get bought. And when folks are saying, look, we got $10 million that we need to spend on books, Either you not you gonna say what you this, this stuff about slavery or you not gonna say this stuff and we're gonna take this money somewhere else. Yeah, and but I think you. that knowing that, I just think that parents listening knowing that, you have to be vigilant around what these places are teaching your children. Like I remember, so- what's up?
0: So there's a couple of things, Charles, and, and, and I, I, I know you want to finish your point. So I do, ahead, because finish you,
2: your point. Like, you like interrupt that. <laughs> like, I've, I've lost no, it, it's, it's fine, it's, go ahead. It's,
0: it's, no, no, because okay. this is, I mean, your point was important, but this is, I think it's important too. I mean, so this is more important. I, <laughs> your point was important, <laughs> but yeah, what yeah, I'm right. about to say is like. Bro, because you gotta, you have to bring, because the writers of these textbooks, so you have to bring in academia, right? And so since you're a member of the academy, bro, like, yo, what the hell?
2: What you you say? like I got some responsibility over that. Like I, I mean you I mean,
0: I mean you 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 will I mean, you know, first, first depending off, on which way which way you direct your research. Well,
2: first off, it's not just the academy that's like publishing books, right? There are people that apply for these jobs and 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 and, and like that's a market, right? Yeah, like, but they
0: have a role in in, in the portrayal of sure, history. The academy sure. has a role in the portrayal of history. Sure. So own it.
2: You but, know, but who,
1: one of the, one of the professors from the University of Texas who talked about the process of making these books very clearly in the article, he says, it's a political process. Right. It's not really an academic process. But it should be. Right. Well, you know, it, I mean, I should be taller, right? Like, it's a lot of shoulds know, in a word. Right, yeah, I should be in yeah, the but, NBA but, right now, but like, you know, I'm not, but, um, but, but but but, you know, I think the academics in some cases want to correct the records, but they're not allowed to because it really is considered right. a political process, right? But here's my problem. My problem is tomorrow morning, you know, um, 50 million kids, you know, tomorrow morning, 50 million kids are going to walk into schools. They're going to be handed uh, uh, books. A lot of those books are going to be mostly the same, but with some different variants of these different things or whatnot. And what we know right now by what we're saying right now is in some ways, the books are trash, right? Mm -hmm. But, But no better way for the government to train masses groups, mass groups of people to hold trivial and inaccurate facts in their head that you unite them in their ignorance and their stupidity. And, and then you want to talk about reforming schools. Like if they, if what I just said is true, do you really want to reform that problem? Like, do you want to reform the fact that there are going to be 50 million kids walking into schools with books that are trash, who are going to be getting a head full of useless and trivial facts To be basically sheep for the rest of their lives, right? Like, like we're manufacturing sheep in our schools.
2: Yeah. What do you do with that? Well, let me. You know, do you remember being in school? Either one of y'all, and they would show a movie, and then there'd always be a few kids whose parents said they couldn't watch the movie that was getting shown.
1: Yeah. And you'd think
2: those kids was weird. That's right. My neighborhood, they usually came from a different culture, usually Middle Eastern culture. um, And it was usually a movie that was kind of pushing American values. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, these Mm -hmm. kids still had the best grades in the whole school, like, but they were going home and they were getting a different education on top of what they were doing to move through so they can get somewhere economically. And we laughed at those kids. Right. But what those parents were doing was they understood what I just said earlier. Mm -hmm. One, they knew they were on their own. Two, they knew that being able to matriculate through this academic system, through college or whatever the case is, was going to set their kids up economically. But three, they felt the responsibility was and the onus was on them to keep their religious values in check, to keep their international values in check, to keep the things that their family holds true in check. And I think that like when I say we're on our own, this is what I'm talking about, right? Like, so yeah, you should take some time and see what your kids is reading. You should ask your kids what you talked about in school. Because right now, mm-hmm. they can do this because they count on the egregious, like, th- just lack of us actually checking on what they're doing and pushing back. Like, because remember what the issue used to be. The issue used to be that in black neighborhoods, the books were so old. It was That's like right. these, the old books, right. The That's old right. tech books. Well, yeah. y'all books. So we all got books now. We all got the same books and it's digital and all that stuff. But this is what we're talking about, right? Like you are on your own. And if you're not clear on what your mission and what your goal is for your children in these schools and you don't have the means to move your kids to a different type of school or whatever, then you got to kind of step in because my education didn't come from that school, man. It came from that community. It came from growing up in a place where the Panthers were, like a place where people were kind of conscious around us. But if Sharif was on here, he would talk about, you know, the teachers in his house because they're Muslim and he grew up like a, a Panther baby. like so. I'm not I mean, so but we got to move further. By this
1: stuff. We we have to move further. I think. than you're on your own, though. At some point, because once every let's say everybody tomorrow said, "Okay, I agree with you," we mm-hmm. really are on our own. Let's say right. we got all our people to agree to that. Mm-hmm. In the day after that, they would have to do something. They'd have to have a response. Now, I want to challenge something Ray said earlier in this mm-hmm. conversation, and I let it slip at the moment, but I'm going to circle back to it because it's important. He said something like. You let white it slide? Folks use, no, white folks using Christianity or something like that to oppress us again or something. I don't know what you said. Some sort of anti-Jesus thing came out your mouth, right? And I just want to say a couple of things about things. Number one, anti- first of all, Jesus wasn't white. I don't care what Megyn Kelly says. Jesus wasn't white. It wasn't even biologically possible for him to be white. And number two, uh, our kids do better in parochial schools. They do better in uh in church kids that are black children who are in church once a week they they live a statistically different life just from going once the ones who go twice the ones who do wednesday and sundays actually live in a totally different statistical universe even when they're poor they could be poor middle class upper class whatever when they go twice a week when you put them in a school that doubles down on those two things or whatnot. They do much better than everybody else. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And don't let this heathen on this podcast <laughs> say anything about the Lord, because your arms are too short to box. I did. Yo, listen. So first off, right? I, so just to <laughs> clarify, because you know,
0: I, <laughs> I, I got we got some listeners that'll come on and be like, "Raise Satan," and uh, I'm not.
1: <laughs> what I said there was, was some real anti-Christian stuff I you said. said. What, <laughs> I said, why? See, listen, God's garbling your voice right <laughs> yeah, now. You, see yeah. that? Look what ray, God's
2: get, doing to your voice. Right. Give yourself a second, brother. You are get, giving us the robot voice. But let me let me shoot you some bell ray. I think so. I, I I would love to see that data, Chris. But I I believe you. I was one of those people, like I was the vice president of the youth group, like in church, and I had to go multiple times a week and all that stuff. But I don't even know if it's a if it's Christianity per se. I think that like that's, that might be true across different religions, right? It might be true if you go to school at the mosque or Catholic school versus like Christian school. I don't know, right? I mean, I would be interested to look at what the, uh, the data says or whatever, but I do agree with you. I think that there's like, when you are part of another like, structured cultural learning experience on a pretty regular basis I could see how that kind of trickle in and kind of work in that type of way and like if we let's just let's just be honest right like if we were able to do a real survey like an honest survey of people and we said if money's not an issue what type of school you sending your kids to I really I would bet everything I own that there would be a majority that said private and parochial I Research
1: would, says that. Research shows that. Yeah. Research shows that everybody supports public education. But when you ask them the question, yeah, if money can. were no object, yeah, if money were no object, uh, what, what would you prefer? When you ask right. that question, they say private or parochial school. And, right. and here's something I think that that is important to bring out why, what this challenges. We're not just saying this. This is what it challenges. There are people who believe that the, the problem with failure in schools with a kid is lives inside the child. Right. So basically, if you took that child out and put them in any school, they would still be a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. I believe mm-hmm. there are so many kids in schools that you're submerging them in this. But if it's like tea bags. If you were to put them in a different cup, right. they would act differently. Right. They would grow up differently and, and be differently. If you were to take them out and put them in parochial schools or Baptist schools, Christian schools, whatever you want. I can guarantee you, you would end up, same kid would be different.
2: You know what, Chris, can I ask you You something? And this is me, this is me kind of taking what you're saying and going to another level with it. Because what I'm taking away from what you're saying is like, I think you're striking a larger point. And that larger point is, why do we keep acting like public education is just infallible? Like, why do we keep just putting it up on this like pedestal that nobody can touch, nobody can criticize when we're showing you all this stuff. So we can so every time there's a charter scandal, we we got it's all over everything and people talking about why these things need to go away, but when we find something that's happening in a traditional public setting, it's like it's never their fault. Or we never hold their feet to the fire. And because there is this thing that we have to like like pray to and like sacrifice our kids and our families to the public teat of edu- of public education that has been doing that has been basically you know feeding your kids uh, Coca Cola as opposed to nutritional like milk you know what I mean so that's exactly
1: I, that's a great example actually because I mean mm-hmm. you know listen you had all those tobacco people come to Congress and say we don't believe the studies that that tobacco is bad for people right right and
2: then hired people to say that it wasn't
1: and hire people to say there wasn't. And sometimes when I think about the education establishment, the people they send forward, they're, they're telling you a set of things that condition you to stay put, mm-hmm. don't move. If there's a problem, it's your fault right. or it's somebody else's fault. It's never the school's fault. You right. are not to speak ill of the public schools or the right. staff in them or them just in general. You are supposed to have this romantic idea about them, almost a religious right uh, affiliation with the public schools and anything else that you do is kind of heresy and that's why people t- people talk about vouchers like vouchers is like kicking kittens right, right. Like, like, like you say the word vouchers in any education discussion for a certain group of people in a room makes them violent
2: i mean and you know and that's and but that's the crazy thing right it's like listen i grew up public everything i grew up on public assistance i ate public food i had like i lived in public housing right i live like all this stuff and the goal that i had as a kid right from my grandmother and my parents was that you're not gonna live in this shit when you get older like this is not the end game this isn't the goal you know what i'm saying it's substandard it's subpar and the way that public things tend to be built is that they have to be built in a way normally that's supposed to be a fit for everybody. Well, nothing is a fit for everybody, so you get a pretty crap, like, existence out of it. Now, that's not me dumping on your public, your traditional public school, but what it is saying is I don't owe allegiance to none of that shit. Like, I don't owe you my child. I don't need to sacrifice. You not God, bro. Like, (laughs) I'm not sacrificing my child to you. You know what I'm saying? If I want to do that, if I find something that, a situation that works for me, then great, right? But, like, we should be reevaluating as a community where our allegiance is locked. And a school allegiance should never supersede an allegiance to raising your family. The same way as we talked in that first topic, the the, 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 the role that I play as a father and a husband comes before whatever rules you might have that's the law of the land. If my job is to protect my, my wife and my kids, that's why you would have went to jail in that first situation. And this is why you are not buying the heresy that like, I just got to put my kid in this type of situation. Like, I don't have a problem where you choose to send your kid. If you want to know all this information and still send your kid there, God bless you, yo. God speed. And if you want me to help you fight it, I will. The only time we got beef is when I try to have some agency about me and myself and mine, and you trying to stop it. Right. When, in most cases, the people that's trying to stop it don't have to send their kids to squalor like that. This is academic squalor. That's what this is. It is. It's kind of like,
1: I mean, dare I say, it's like academic slavery, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have a group of people who are telling you, you can't leave. You can't get off this plantation. You know, all them people who are telling you to get off this plantation, they're just carpetbaggers. They're just coming here to try and fill your head with craziness about being free. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That sounds familiar to me. If you know anything about history, Mm -hmm. that sounds really familiar, that that stay put uh, w- with the group of people who are trying to make money off of you, right? right? When I say black kids are the new cotton and 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 people think I'm being funny, I'm not being funny. Like headcount is everything in the public schools. It is. And when they are talking about uh, choice and all these other things, they really only talk about headcount. That's the only thing they don't want to lose. Right. If there was a way for them to let kids go to charters and other schools and they still get all the money, they would be down for it, right? right. But they, they, they're... They're they're about their headcount. We can't hate them for it because that's the business model. That is the business model of the traditional public school is headcount is everything.
2: You know, I haven't mentioned this out loud, um, but I was going to send it to you brothers at some point, but I'm building right now an African-American fit test for schools, right? That's both for traditional public, charter, private, or whatever. And it's basically asking a set of questions that allows you to assess how well Black folks are being treated in that school, how well Black parents are being treated, and academics and all that stuff. And the reason why I'm building that is because Like, there needs to be a language that we have to, that we give to our people so they know what to look for. So they know when things are not, like, are are not rocking the way they need to, right? Like, so, Chris, if I asked you, and this is somewhat selfish, but I really want to understand. You are, like, two different people from when you started the journey with your first son going through school and you was frustrated and and, and ashamed and upset. Like, I've heard you describe it. It's actually a really Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. story versus now where you are agentic as hell. You know, agentic as fuck, that's a shirt that we're gonna make. Right? <laughs> agentic AF, right? That needs to be the, agentic the eight AF. backhand slogan. <laughs> hey, agentic AF, right? We will, we'll get those made out, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so, what did you, what did old Chris need from new Chris to be able to do it differently for your first son?
1: You know, with the first son, I was still a victim. I was still a victim of my own experience. It wasn't done yet. I mean, I was only 22 years old. So like, like you know, it wasn't like I was out of school that many years. So my, I had negative attitudes. The tapes playing in my head were all negative. I didn't feel agentic at all. As a matter of fact, I felt like the whole thing was gonna go bad. I just, I just felt like it wasn't gonna work out like from, from day one. So seeing a kid from kindergarten all the way through college go through, I learned something with each grade level. Right. Going all the way through school so that the kids that came after that, like benefited from me being a more experienced black belt parent than I was when I started as a white belt parent. Right. Mm -hmm. The difference also, too, is I self-educated myself on a lot of things about the schools that blew my mind. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think like the the, the average person in the public, I was on a school board. So if you haven't been on a school board, I think you haven't had the experience of having your mind blown on a regular basis by Mm -hmm. information that people bring you call you in the middle of the night telling you we got a problem let me tell you about it whatnot and they start talking to you in the back of your head you're saying oh my god i can't believe these are the people that are in charge of 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 kids like (laughs) i can't believe these are the people that that are watching our kids every day so that's the difference the real difference is in the first one i was still chris who didn't do well in school Mm -hmm. i was still chris who knew not to trust school uh because it was some bs a lot of the time, right? and as
2: I and as I go to Ray, uh, I, I'll say this in transition. I think that you know, I think we continue to hark back to a time where, w- just as a community, we were more trusting of schools. Like I could not say anything ill about my teachers as a kid. My parents would be like, "That lady is not lying on you. Like mm-hmm, you was mm-hmm. you was acting up. Sit your ass down and and, and, and learn them and learn that math." And now we are in a situation where. There might be some entitlement issues, but we're seeing very real evidence that we didn't see before of just like, like this type of misprint and like this type of like just blatant lying in textbooks and social media, like being able to like really show us real evidence. Um, You know, it's a, it could be a scary, scary place for, for a parent. So Ray, I'm going to ask you as both a parent and as a school leader, what is, what, what do you want? Like, so. We 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 tend to we have great shows that if you are in an, an education, if you're a wonk like us, you get it, you down with it, you understand. But now let's talk about the parent that's like scared, right? That's like, mm-hmm. what do I do? That really don't care about none of these groups, that don't care about none of this advocacy stuff, but just is really worried about their child. What what do you want them to know about this stuff? Like damn, because that's scary. If I got a kid and I'm reading that this is what's in their textbook, and I'm like, well damn, they the school. They supposed to be teaching them. So what 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 advice would you have? Because you are gentic as well.
0: So the first thing I would say, well, actually, first, I want to, sorry, uh, to our viewers about my internet connection. I don't know what the hell's <laughs> I the the going
1: on. I, pay, I, I the pay the bill. It. I paid the bill. And y'all
2: was <laughs> laughing at me about needing sponsors. That's why we need sponsors.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, you don't even um, need sponsors. You I need wanna, prayer, uh, well, brother. You need to pray. That's what happened here. <laughs> and I it's go ahead,
2: like, Ray. It not like you're about to go out again, Ray. But go ahead. I'll I give you a signal if you're going out again. <laughs> I, 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 yep, you out. You got to call in, though. <laughs> <laughs> you just stop. So, call, call, <laughs>
1: call in, in with Ray. your phone. Yeah. But call, but you know, Charles, uh, I'll jump in while in. while he's calling in on <laughs> his nah, phone.
2: Mute it, bro, because you 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 heard the whole stream, bro. You, are, me. you yeah, sound yeah,
1: crazy. Um I'll ask you, do you think this is new though? Like like we're finding this out about these textbooks don't right now, it's, but it's not new. I don't, I don't new. think it's new. I don't no, I don't I don't I don't not.
2: think it's new. I think that it's um Oh, hold on, Ray. Ray trying to call in. Ray, you gotta call into the Zoom. <laughs> I gotta give him the Zoom stuff. You gotta man, give him the Zoom phone number. I gotta give him Ray, Zoom who's phone Ray call
1: calling right now? He was I'll calling see, me. Because okay.
2: I'm not on the board. If I was on the board, I could do it, but I, I don't have the board with me. Yeah. Um but but yeah, man, I don't think it's new. What I do think is new is this type of evidence that we got. You know what I'm saying? Like this type of like being able to blatantly see it. Um And Ray, I just put the information in Slack for you, brother. But like being able to see it, right? Like it's not a, it's not an urban legend. It's not a myth, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is in your Mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a different set of like, we're in a different place where we got different type of information. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what do we do about it? But here's the thing. And if I'm being honest, I don't think that if you McGraw Hill or you the other company or whatever, I don't think you tripping because you know that people for the most part, and don't do nothing about this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're gonna keep sending their kids, mm-hmm. and if they don't send their kids, we're gonna keep saying that it's the boogeyman that's coming for you. It's Bloomberg. It's Walton. Mm-hmm. It's these mm-hmm. people that don't want you to have an education. Billionaires. It's the, don't billionaires.
1: Want you to this stuff, the right? evil Evil
2: billionaires. Can I? Can, right? can I? And can we go somewhere with the billionaire stuff real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah I say let it. you know there are billionaires on all sides of this stuff. Oh man. Billionaires on. you like and billionaires you don't like. That's
1: right. That's right.
2: Like, listen, like. I don't know when Bill Gates became evil. I, I I just don't. I don't know when the guy that's trying to end malaria and build like waterless and energyless toilets in Africa to stop the spread of disease mm-hmm, became mm-hmm. evil because we told rich people that they needed to care more about education, and then when they try to, he became
1: do evil when he messed with the teachers' union. <laughs> Right. You'll become evil no matter who you are. Like Mother Teresa, if she, she, she cross Randy Weingarten, Mother Teresa would have a bad reputation right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what happened. Like anything you do that touches big labor, big labor is a cartel. Right. And here's the, here's the beauty of being me. I don't have to be progressive in these conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to sit here and, you know, feel bad about the assistance that I get from anybody or whatever, because I don't do anything that I, I, I don't. What uh, I, I don't value or whatnot. Right. But right. one of the yeah. things, de- I'm not anti business. I'm not anti America. Uh, I'm not anti doing well. I didn't grow up thinking not having money was good. I didn't grow up thinking that people who made something to themselves and did well in life were bad people. That, right. That's just, that's not in my DNA. But, but we do know that it's not even about that. The conversation is there are people who are trying to make changes in schools that the school staff and their associations don't like. Right. Right. They don't want to be moved. They don't want to be changed.
2: And we got Ray back. Ray, how you doing? I'm welcome, back. Welcome back, uh-uh.
1: brother. You <laughs> <He> didn't call.
2: <laughs> so, Ray, I, we know you've been kind of in and out. Uh, sorry. sorry we, you know, we're we going to get a we're going to get a, a, a fun going for your Internet endeavors. But uh, what are your thoughts so far, brother, on what you did catch?
0: <laughs> All right. So 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 I want to I want to circle back.
1: To my Christianity comment
2: Oh my god Ray because we have moved on I, Yeah I know I know This I is important no. this. Let him go For the, right, go for the go success
1: ahead. of the podcast Let him do this cause, Go Because he needs this Okay I don't really need this So therefore,
0: I'm gonna move forward now. (laughs) I'm gonna move forward now. Yeah, moving forward. And so, 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 I basically I want to talk about my educational experience, right? And so, in high school, I spent part of my high school in Covington, Louisiana, at Covington High School, which is in St. Tammany Parish uh, in Louisiana. Shout out to the folks in Louisiana. We'll be down there in a couple days. But um, the last two years of my high school uh, career were. in New York, in Monticello, New York. Shout out to the people of upstate New York who listen to the show, and and just my um my history books were totally different, right? Yeah. So when I got to New York, I, I honestly I really didn't notice like 1993. I only knew black and white, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like racism and whatnot. So like when I got to New York and I started to see like the different dialects and different diatribes of, of folks and whatnot, it really opened my eyes to like a lot of things. Because if you, if you looked at the textbooks in, New, in, uh, in Louisiana, you, you wouldn't think white people could do any wrong. All right? But then once you venture out to be exposed to like other things, then you start to realize how much these textbooks kind of brainwash you into thinking that certain people don't do wrong. And I think it's really important for us to highlight that and in, in regards to having this kind of conversation. So one of the, the notable things for me in terms of opening up a social studies textbook in New York was that I found out that Napoleon was bad. I found out that Huey P. Long was corrupt. I found out that Edwin Edwards was one of the worst governors of all times in terms of being a criminal. I found out that William Bill Jefferson was a corrupt congressman who, uh, after he got indicted, he got elected again, Uh, and then we have Ray Nagin, so it's a difference in terms of, like, the portrayals of, uh, of of how states portray different, different folks in, in the textbooks. And, and, and it's important for us to highlight those things because I think one of the things for me is that when I look at history as a history teacher and as a history major, I look at it like, all right, just put the facts out there and then you can interpret the facts however you want to interpret them. So if you want to do a bipartisan analysis of what this fact might be over this fact, I'm fine with that, but I just want the facts
2: first. I mean, so just... just, Well, thank you for that. I'll actually let Chris respond before I jump back in, because... I, I like the Chris and... and, and yeah, he, well,
1: whatever. First, let me just start by saying that I don't think Huey P. Long was uh, exactly corrupt. He was just creative. He was politically creative. <laughs> politically creative individual. And if you are from Louisiana, you know that he's just, po- just a creative person with his politics. Uh, but in terms of... It, first of all, let me just say, all of these things to me that we're talking about right now prove that the common school was not a good idea. Mm -hmm. We are not all meant to go through the same door and learn the same thing at the same time. These are not new fights. They're not new battles. As a matter of fact, they're ageless and, and they go back a long period of time. Ray, you just said something about history and you just want to know the facts. There are a lot of facts. And, and on any given day, if you rewrote the story of any given day, you could just focus on this group or that group of facts and tell a completely different story about that day and we're going to have warring histories right we're going to have people that think that there should be a canon and that canon should only have certain writers and then there're going to be people who don't resemble those writers who are going to be saying well why are you telling just that story that doesn't make any sense and that's going to become a battle so now you're going to have other people wanting their histories told and taught you have other people using the, the power of the government to prevent that from happening mm. and call it un-American. That's not gonna stop as a fight. That's gonna continue on forward. And, and the, the sad fact is it's not about black or white. It's not about up or down rich or poor or whatnot because everybody's being miseducated by these books. White people are being miseducated by these books. Mm. It's not just the thing about telling the story history of, of slavery wrong. That, that's like the least of our problems. The most of our problems is the government is, is dumbing down America. There's even a book called that I highly recommend it to folks, John Taylor Gatto, read it. Um, but, but that's the purpose of education. I heard Charles earlier today, or early in the show say something about what's the purpose of education. State run education is a social control tool and the purpose of it, the sole purpose of it, is to condition people to be good sheep.
2: Hmm. And Ray, uh, we're gonna we about to spin into final thoughts on this topic, man. So where, I'm gonna give you a little bit more time since we lost you, brother. But where, where you, where, where you, what, where do you want these people to know based off of these two topics that we've been talking about? So
0: you know, based on I mean, the, the first topic I mean, we I think we did a, a pretty a pretty good job of closing that one out. But uh, for 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 this topic right here, bro, I I think that you know with the article and then the argument that we're making now um, because I I think we're all on the same page just looking at it from like different angles I think that we make a compelling argument for there to be no textbooks and for us to trust our teachers to be able to Create their own primary source documents. What? In order?
2: Huh? What? You joking, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: What? I think you know when people try to see if you' paying attention. I was about to say you were about to like
1: we are about to have another hour on the podcast. I was like, great eating CBD
2: gummies over there. What is? You, what are you doing? Well, CB, <laughs> CBD gummies gonna have him saying that. Uh, right. <laughs> they would have to so, so brother, go 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 ahead, brother. What's what's your final thought, brother?
0: <laughs> what's your actual man. Final so, my actual final thoughts are, you know, I, I, Charles. I love when you when you talk to us and you you tell parents uh, that they're on their own. But to piggyback off what Chris said, you know, if we come to this agreement that, all right, we're on our own, what are the next steps? So for me, I'm starting to think critically about what the next steps for our parents in terms of creating agency for them. And so those are things that I want to look at in the future. And those are things that I want us to kind of talk more towards in terms of building agency for parents so that they can go in schools and feel secure about having conversations with administrators or having conversations with teachers about what they want their kids to learn.
2: So, you know, I I, I appreciate that, Ray. And Chris, I appreciate y'all both talking about the purpose of education. Just, you know... John Dewey t- said what he thought that the purpose of education was in 1934. And he said, the purpose of education has always been to everyone in essence, the same to give the young, the things they need in order to develop in an orderly sequential way into members of society. King said, it's the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically intelligence plus character. That's the goal of true education. Bro, if you asked me when I was 17 years old, And listen, this is the happy lie I told myself because I got through it. But the purpose of education for me was to make sure I didn't end up on the corner or in jail. It's to ensure that I can make some real money someday. That was why I went to school. That was why I went to college. Like, I didn't go for higher learning or enlightenment. I think that, you know, I do say this all the time that parents are on their own. But, Chris, you made a good point. And let me put let me say a little bit more about it. Like, because I think that there are some very tangible ways. One, make your kids agentic. So like when I listen to Chris or Ray or Sharif talk about their children in schools, what I do know is that they're putting a, a coat of armor around their kids to know what the smell test is. If something smells fishy, you talk to daddy about it. And this is how you go and you research things. Just because somebody in authority told you something don't necessarily mean that it's true. Uh, build up agency in your young people so they can be confident in themselves and they can go and check this stuff out because this these things take two Google clicks to, to debunk. Uh the other thing, man, is that, like, you got to make sure that, like, your kids understand that these schoolhouses is not the only places where your kids can get education from. Like, this is not – it ain't it. And we got to, like, step up and we got to do more. You got to talk to your kids. And I tie this back to the first topic that we talked about, right? Like, you got to be in communication with your kid. You got to understand, as Cat Williams would say, who your kid's star player is? Like you got
1: your star player.
2: You got to be cut touch- that in. <laughs> you got to be you got to be in tune with your star player, and that's, that's how, right. don't stop that's in right. education. And when you look at these numbers about who's being failed the most and who's who's suffering the biggest consequences, who is being pushed out, and how black girls are being pushed out, like we got to stop expecting an empire that's trying to forward its reign. to make sure your kids are okay because they don't need your kids to be leaders. They need your kids to understand this propaganda and keep pushing that narrative. And if you are, if you have that suspicion going into it, like it's parents, it is okay for you to be suspicious of the school system. As a parent, I feel like you got to be suspicious of everything. What's in that milk she drinking? What's in that juice? What you feeding my child? What is my child watching? What's what music are they listening to that don't stop when they go into the school building what are you talking to my child about? How are you talking to my child about who they are? Like when we had that conversation about names and all that stuff, like, you know, I made jokes and it was funny and all that stuff, but there's a conversation that those parents should, or the people that love that kid should have been having with her when she got home around who she is as a person and what's in her name. So I appreciate both these topics, man. Uh, I'll actually leave the final word to you all as we kind of close it out. Uh, Each of you, since you all had a topic, Chris, we'll start with you just so you can, you introduce that first topic. I wanted to give you a chance to just button that up and let us go. And then Ray, you'll take us home on the second topic.
1: Bottom line for me just is that we got to fundamentally change our relationship with schools. I don't think we're all going to pull our kids out of school tomorrow. I don't think everything's going to change quickly. I think we just do need to decide up front that the system's rigged and that our kids are not in a great position with this thing that we're putting them in every day. And for every single person where the light, every single parent where the light goes on for them and they become a conscious parent and they have their consciousness raised, at least that they know that there's a problem. Each one of those that happens, we're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people that try to organize the whole world and mobilize everybody, whatever good for you. But one by one, by one, by one, we need to, raise people's consciousness about the fact that their kids are trapped in an academic situation that is going to have grave impacts on their lives and their trajectory. And you can change it. It is a game you are losing, but you can win, but you actually got to get in the game and start playing. Right. You have to play for your child. That's the only reason you asked me before, like, how did I change from, you know, Chris number one parent to Chris number two parent. Mm -hmm. That came when I just decided to myself, oh, oh, this is a game, right? Like if I'm gonna get him an education, I'm really gonna have to play it, right? I want every parent to do that. The light to go on, systems rigged against you, it is a game, you are losing, but you can win. And right. if your kid is beating people up in front of a high school, your kid is bad. <laughs> so I just wanted yeah. to tell you someone, yeah. no one else is yeah. going to tell you that your child is bad. Your, your child is bad if your child hands. is beating people up. <laughs> yes, if you your can't, child can't, is beating grown-ass people
2: up, bro, your child's bro. bad. Ray, Ray, it is you your can't. final thought time, you brother. Can't. Go ahead. Roll this up into your final. Yeah, you,
0: you, All right, bro, you can't say something profound like that and you always do it and then come in and call people's kids bad. Like it takes away everything that you said before. (laughs) Shout out to the New York Times for covering this. Shout shout out to the New York Times for covering this, this textbook article, the two states, eight textbooks, two American stories. I think it's important and it's thought provoking and it tells you exactly where we are as a country in education. And that's nowhere that's my
2: final thought. That's what's up, man. I appreciate both you brothers. Uh, Sharif, wherever you are uh, being amazing. Uh, We wish you well, brother, make it back home safely. Um, I love all of y'all, man. I hope this 2020 for us is just amazing for the folks that have been staying with us and rocking with us since episode one, all the way up to now. We got some great things in store for you all. Stay in communication with us. Stay listening. Leave us messages. We love it. Um, you all have been listening to the 8 Black Hands podcast. Thank you very much.
0: You have been listening to the 8 Black Hands podcast with Ancrum, Cole, Elmeki and Stewart. If you
1: like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8 Black Hands one Thank you for listening.